Welcome to episode 9 of the Sourcing Challenge Show. I'm your host, Mark Lundgren. In this week's episode, I'm talking to Viktor Soroka from Select in Ukraine and ask him how he got into sourcing, how sourcing in Ukraine and Eastern Europe is different, and what he'll be speaking about at SourceCon in Budapest. This week's episode is brought to you by SourceCon Europe, the international conference for sourcers that's coming to Budapest in June this year. Go to europe.sourcecon.com and check out the agenda. Get your tickets if you haven't done so. Use our discount code SCSHOW to get 20% discount on a ticket price. I kicked off the interview by asking Victor how he got into sourcing. I started in recruitment in 2007, I believe. And at that time, it was mostly finance and banking. But it, it was not a sourcing. It was like classic recruitment. And then 2008 happened, world crisis, right? And, you know, no one was looking for financial specialist, you know. <laughs> so at that time, I uh, I switched to IT. Um, I used to live in Kiev at that time, but, you know, I decided, okay, uh, let me do something different. So we, we rent a house in mountains and spent three months there. And I just, you know, took some time to rethink what I want to do. And, uh, you know, one interesting offer came up from recruitment agency, US-based, and this is how I started in, in IT recruitment. Um, and then in IT, you, you, you have to source, right? Otherwise, you will not survive. Again, typical story, Glenn Cassie blog uh, <laughs> as an entry point, right? Um, and then I, I really like it, right? Because I, I always like puzzles and, you know, all these tricky things. Um, so I like sourcing. And then um, I came to... Uh, sourcing Summit Europe for several times and met with Irina, Glenn, and, you know, all other guys. And I, I enjoyed, enjoyed the community. Um, so, yeah, I joined EPAM, and one of my goals there was to build some kind of sourcing team mm-hmm. uh, sitting in uh, Eastern Europe, but working around the globe with focus on U.S. market as well. So this is how, this is how I started my journey in, in sourcing. Okay. I think now the EPAM sourcing team is quite big, isn't it? Oh, yes. These guys are big right now. So overall, in talent acquisition functions, they have several hundred <laughs> people, right? And, you know, they're a big team dedicated to, to sourcing as well. Yeah. And then now you, uh, you started your own thing. Um, yeah. Tell me about that. Um, yeah. So it's an it's, it's interesting journey, right? So after so many years of corporate life, you know, at, at EPAM, I decided, okay, let, let me do something different. And um, I joined Select as a, as a co-founder. And right now we are focusing on sourcing and recruitment, uh, IT, non-IT, executive search, um, mostly across Eastern Europe, but we also have some uh, position in, in the U.S. as well. So it's, it's both, it's recruitment and, and sourcing. In terms of tools, is it the same tools that work in the Russian-speaking countries and CIS in general, or do you kind of have specific things that you need to work with or your people have to work with to, mm-hmm. uh, to find people? Um, you know, I, I believe it's two different things to build a sourcing tools ecosystem for yourself versus building for a team, mm-hmm. right? Because you, if you're just alone, then you can play with different tools. Some are more easy to use, some more complex. Uh, but when you are building a tools ecosystem for a team, you should you know, consider so many different things, how everything is integrated, uh, 
what is like onboarding lessons and materials, mm. how team can you know pick up with with using this tool. So right now I'm mostly focused on how to build uh, all these tools ecosystem for the team. Uh, so personally, I do like LinkedIn Recruiter. I know that many people are saying different things about yeah, I think uh, it's really if you use it in the right way, it gives you so much ways how to source candidates and engage with them. So I like it, but my point is it has to be used properly, right? I, I started, I introduced LinkedIn Recruiter for, for EPAM and we have we had a dedicated person, you know, educating internal team how to use LinkedIn. And it, it worked quite well. So at Select, we also we also use LinkedIn Recruiter as one of our major sourcing tools. Except that we recently moved to Greenhouse and these guys also have this CRM sourcing model, yeah. which is quite useful as well. And overall, I like Greenhouse as a you know, um, recruitment system. Except uh, of that, we have amazing time. So I like these guys as well. Especially we, we like them because um, they cover uh, Eastern Europe and CIS region, Russian-speaking countries very well. So it helped us a lot. Um, so this is like core for, for team usage, right? Obviously, many different uh, Chrome extension and everything. But I would say that this is this is core. Talking about myself, I'm a like data guy, right? So Excel is one of my favorite tools. I, I like combine different data sets, right? And cross cross reference and, and, and do all this all these things. Except that I, I use some uh, security testing and penetration t- testing tools for for sourcing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically I, I like to use Burp. Um, again it was designed for for security testers, but it, it's really helpful for sources as well. There are two options you can go for a free version, and it, it's quite helpful. Um, or you can go for premium, it costs like 300 per year or something, but it gives you additional benefits in terms of you know data extractions and everything. So okay. um, I use it heavily for a really complex sourcing projects when I need to look for some specific guys, you cannot always find them on LinkedIn or they, they have limited presence online. So in that, in such cases, Burp, Burp is quite helpful. What would be your kind of advice for for companies who have, have to start looking for people in uh, in the CRS region of how do they need to think about things and do things differently? Uh, you know, the two approaches. I believe that if you're looking for IT guys, they get used to this international recruitment mm. approach, right? So you don't need to modify your sourcing strategy significantly in terms of, you know, engagement um, of these guys. Talking about... Uh, Sourcing and finding them again, amazing hiring is quite helpful. Plus, you need to know some uh, local resources, local communities of IT specialists like DevBuy in Belarus or uh, Developers of UA in Ukraine or Habra Habra in Russia. In Russia, right? Um, except that GitHub, Stack Overflow, so pretty much similar, similar okay. tool set. Uh, but if we are talking about non-IT recruitment, then situation is different. Right? So first of all, you need someone who speaks local language as a Ukrainian or Russian, right? So it's better to approach these candidates, someone who speaks um, one of the language. Mm-hmm. And the second is that there are many different social uh, social media and networks there which are local, right? Like. Contact and the classniki for Russia. 
Um, in Ukraine, Facebook is is quite popular, but again, it's better to use, you know, um, when you're looking for titles and everything, it's better to use in local language. Again, in my experience, LinkedIn is more popular in Ukraine. It's more or less in Belarus and in Russia it's blocked, right? It doesn't really work for, for Russian-speaking market, but, you know, um, call calling, uh, reference, Still works, so there are different ways how to how to can find candidates. But again, the the, the typical problem for this market is that um, candidates' online presence is much lower compared mm -hmm. to Western Europe or compared to US. Uh, so overall, I would say that it, it's more challenging to find someone who is not not in IT. Yeah, you know, tell us a bit about what you uh, you will be talking about in Sourcecon in Budapest. Uh, so yeah, as I mentioned, you know. Um, Except sourcing, I have another passion, <laughs> and it's uh, white hat security testing and penetration testing. Uh, again, from my childhood, I, I love puzzles, right? Um, so I, I like to keep my mind busy with some complex things, right? Um, at, at some point, uh, like three or four years ago, uh, while uh, doing some sourcing projects, I realized that I found some interesting, you know, vulnerability and I can access information I should not be able to access with this uh, level of, of account. So I started exploring that and read several books, uh, spoke with some guys. And at some point I realized that actually tools, methodology and overall thinking is quite close to what we do at sourcing. Mm -hmm. you are, anyway, you are working with gathering information and you are trying to find a vulnerability in the system when you have, you know, several uh, pieces of data and you want to combine, combine it together. So I decided, okay, uh, I think that some of these tools can be useful for sourcing community and I want to share some of them at SourceCon in Budapest. Um, so specifically, I can give you several examples. Let's say you want to find all guys with specific certification, right? And uh, there's a website, but you know, it, it doesn't give you access to the whole list, right? You should put first name or last name or email, and then you will see the full information. So using some uh, penetration techniques, right? You can be able to extract the, the whole data, right? And then use it for sourcing or you need to figure out the full list of attendees of specific events. And I believe Aaron did a great job showing some of these techniques in SourceCon in US. Um, so I believe that I will show something interesting as well in Budapest. It also can be useful for, for data extract, extraction as well. Uh, so again, these tools I already mentioned like Burp. Um, if you know how to work with it, you can extract massive data and then play with it. Recently, there are a lot of conversation regarding Facebook, Cambridge Analytica, and everything, right? So, uh, personally, I'm always trying to stay on a white hat side of things, right? So, if I found some vulnerability, first what I will do, I will report to, to the product team and they, they will fix it, right? But in my presentation in, in Budapest, I will focus on the techniques, how to work with public data, but how to work in a more smart way and how to extract this data and how to make 
better decision using based on, on, on this in fuel. And you know what, what I'm noticing globally is that many many people in sourcing community starting to look at, at uh, such things. And again, it's not only about tools, it's about mindset. Yeah. So how how you can think like a penetration testing and what what can you achieve with this thinking um, is sourcing. So it's not just about okay you should change this URL and then magic will happen. No, it's about how to apply this technique generally for sourcing. I mean with you and your having a and big team now, how do you kind of go about training especially people who are new to sourcing or who have less experience? Like what's what select methodology of, of getting them up to speed quickly and, and learning as much as they can as quickly as possible? I do believe in learning in practice. So what we do here at Select, we, first of all, we, we, we are trying to find the right people and mm -hmm. right people in my understanding for sourcing means that they are curious, right? And they keen to learn new things and they, they can prove that they can work with big amount of data and process quickly, right? Um, and then we are just trying to put them into real project as a, a coordinator, assistant, call it whatever, whatever you want, and showing them different these techniques. We have, you know, certain books we this person should should go through within next several uh, several weeks. Plus, we have all this internal training, plus different, you know, uh, recording and everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I believe there are no one right way how to teach sourcing and what i also noticed that what differentiate good sources that they may be really great in different area right so someone is really good in understanding of companies org structure business landscape specific industry and they use this, this knowledge to uh, find right people and to make a connection right yeah. other guys they they don't really care what industry, right? They, they're so good in finding information that, they, that one day they can work for oil and gas and next day they can look for Java developers and, you know, in both industries they are performing very well. Um, so in my view, it's not one silver bullet, right, for, for sourcing. It's just how you can build your team in a way that everyone can use his or her, you know, uh, strong points what kind of books do you uh, do you get them to read then um, you know so we have a list uh, some of them is uh, for uh, recruitment right right and, and some of them are more about you know business understanding industry understanding some mm -hmm. of them connected to security testing so I can share with you a list later that would be brilliant yeah it's just kind of good to see especially like I talk more and more to people who are new to the industry and they're like, where do I start? Mm -hmm. Who do I, you know, who do I follow? What videos do I watch? What books should mm -hmm. I, should I read? And it, it, it depends. Uh, but it's just good to kind of see what their community does and what the best thing is that they can start with. You know, I, I also believe that sourcing, sourcers can learn a lot from um, other industries. Mm -hmm. So what I, I, I do enjoy when at some sourcing or recruitment conference uh, invited speakers from different industries. Right? It gives you, you know, another view on the sourcing things and sourcing channels so you can start doing something different. If people want to stay in touch with you and, uh, and, and see where things are going and where things are going with Select, um, how do they do that, Victor? Yeah, so, you know, 
regular things. I'm active on LinkedIn and Facebook, not really active on Twitter. I still have my accounts there, but used mostly for sourcing, not for, uh, not for tweeting. Great. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you in Budapest. Yeah, thank you. See you in Budapest. Thank you all for watching. I'll be back next week with a new sourcing conversation. If you want to be one of the first ones to hear about new episodes, make sure you subscribe to this channel.